Look, you want to fight? Then you better bring it, motherfucker. Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where I spend all day drinking, violently vomit, and then come back to drink some more. Get the fuck out of the car. Hey, everybody, it's Shadow, and I'm not actually going to host this because (laughs) I'm actually completely sober, so I'm trying to get back over to the drunk one. (laughs) Well, you heard it. We got Shadow over here tonight with us. And we are being joined tonight. We are being joined tonight by D from Microbrew Games. D, how you feeling, man? Oh, pretty decent, dude. I've had a pretty good weekend. Uh, Dad was visiting. Yeah, he just went back up today, but uh, Dad visited. You know, that's awesome. Daughter, you know, daughter graduated. Doing? You know, fifth grade. So, uh, Dad's doing pretty good. Because he's had like some on again, off again health things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he he's doing better. But <clears throat> he's you know, it happens. He's getting older. I mean, he. he we didn't think he'd make oh. it this long. I mean, we all <laughs> for this track record. So, I mean. Hey, hey, we just, we count as a win. Like, I, I, none of us really thought we'd make it this long. <laughs> with our track record. I didn't think any of us were going to make it this long. I know, right? It's oh. like you, you think we would end up, you know, or one of, at least one of us would have earned a Darwin Award by now. You know, I'm surprised that we haven't. The amount of dumb shit that we've done, like, I'm surprised one of us hasn't, like, died. I mean, I've violently vomited. Oh, speaking of violently vomiting, after violently vomiting, okay, you remember Hot Ones? Like, you've seen the Hot Ones things, right? Oh, yeah, I love that. That's that's a great, I love seeing people on that. Okay, so my brother went and got all the, he went and actually ordered the Hot one sauces. So he got the, the string of, like, the 10 hot sauces. Oh, nice. So the plan, this was the plan, the plan was we were going to go to the meateries and the wineries and stuff, and then we're going to go back, cook some chicken wings, and then we're going to do the hot wings challenge all the way through. Drunk, right? Yes. Well, unfortunately, when I got back, uh, we sat down on the couch, and I started feeling a little ill. So I go into the bathroom, and I'm like, all right, and I spend like, I don't know, 20 minutes in there thinking, all right, I just got to like get some cool air on me. And then I get up and I'm like, you know what? I'll just lay down for a second. So I go and lay down on my brother or my father's, uh, one of my father's spare beds for like 30 seconds. And then my brain's like, nope, you're going to vomit now. I get up and then just start heaving. And then I go sit on the couch and like just literally pass on the couch for like an hour and a half. True. Mm. So they cooked the wings like with me unconscious. And they put um, the first two sauces on a, on a spread of them. And I wake up and of course now... Now that I've violently vomited, woken up, and now I'm hungry. So I'm eating the wings. I'm like, yeah, these are pretty good. Like, I'm, they're not really hot. And my brother's like, well, I kind of wanted to try to bomb, but I was a little scared. So I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to, like, take the bomb down. I was like, well, do it. Let's do it. I'm like, well, I'm already, I'm already drunk and violently vomited. Let's just do this. And the bomb is hot, but it's not as hot as they make it out to be on the show. Like, it's hot. But it's not like, oh my god, my face is melting off hot. It's just like, well, all right, yeah, it's it, it, it's, it's very subjective. Don't forget, like to some people, Tabasco sauce is freaking hot. 
Also, and, to, and to some of us, you could barely taste it, you know, as far as the heat, you know, at all, if any. You know, I, I cover my food in like Tabasco just because I like the flavor, but it, it doesn't burn at all. And, and, and remember to all the listeners, he's been drinking a lot of alcohol all day. He is drunk, drunk. Yeah, yeah. Like that first place we stopped though today was actually pretty cool. Like it, it was, it was wine and mead, then moonshine. Ooh. Well, it was, all it, tasty. it was wine, then it was wine and beer, then it was mead. Then it was moonshine. Then it was more beer. Yeah. I just went to wherever your GPS told me to go. Yeah. Yeah. Shadow was actually really cool. He just, he hung out and drove us around. And I I learned, uh, well, I learned, I relearned that um, when you cut yourself open and you've got a big old gash in your toe, the more alcohol you drink, the thinner your blood gets, unless you're Dee's father, and then your blood just turns into like this thick ooze. But for normal people, your blood gets thinner and you continue to bleed more. Yeah, I, I can't imagine like how he did not bleed a lot when he got an axe in his hand. Well, that's your father. That was that was bizarre, but yeah. All right, well, start the show <laughs> off. What is everybody drinking? So, Shadow Fox, I see at least a single drink over there. Yeah, it's a uh, monster import. Which I don't think they actually import this. I think they just import the actual like ingredients and just make it here, but... You know, this has been available for like at least fifteen years. It's delicious. Maybe though. they import. Maybe they import the can. <laughs> or at least the design. I don't know. Whatever. It's what I've been drinking all day. It's imported from Mexico. That looks good. Well, now I'm gonna look it up. You you do your thing, and I'm gonna right. I'm gonna look it up. All right. Well, I am drinking. Uh, I have just mellowed out to some Guinness because I already mixed the grain and the grape today. I, I we're I was going into moonshine and and beer and and wine, so. <laughs> It was a nice concoction in the belly to say, yeah, you're going to puke. So I've uh, figured I'll just mellow out with something nice and easy. Drinking a Guinness. Beautiful stout. Unfortunately, I've killed my taste buds with hot sauce and violently vomiting. So all I get is bile and the bomb flavor. But I can still taste that burnt stout flavor of the Guinness, which I enjoy. What about you, D? What are you drinking, man? Well, I decided to try out, um, you know, because my wife wanted some. I got these Truly Fruit Punch. I got this Berry Punch, 5% alcohol. They're hard hard seltzer, but this is a little thick. seems like a little thicker than seltzer. It doesn't seem as watered down as as normal seltzer. It's wicked sweet right on the attack. Yeah. I've had a couple of those seltzers. And, like, I've got to be honest, I haven't found one I've liked. But what's your opinion of that guy? I like them. I'm doing the berry punch. It's actually it's a little actually sweet even for me, because it's it's like hitting sweet right away, and then you start getting the berry as it hits the back of your throat. But you're hit. You're basically hit with sweetness right off the bat. All right. And it's a little sweet, you know, for my for my alcohol. But I mean, it's a different flavor from regular fruit punch. You know, it's not like you know the sweetness of normal fruit punch. But it tastes good. I mean, just a little on the sweet side. So if you're not big into sweet stuff, I would probably try a different flavor. But this berry punch is, you know, it, it, it's sweet. You, you don't taste any alcohol for the five percent, and it's it doesn't taste so much like 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 berry flavored seltzer. It tastes more like you've got fruit punch that's a little bit bubbly, like slightly carbonated. Okay, I'm down with that. But I I bought a pack that had like a. Uh, tropical punch, berry punch, regular fruit punch, and like citrus punch. So I'm trying out the berry. There's yeah, four flavors in the box. I think I actually got one of those like forever ago. 
And then I ended up like not liking any of them, so I left them on somebody's doorstep. Like I just dropped them off. I was like, yeah, I'm done with these. I was just thinking about yeah, the so crunch I mean, it really, berry things. It really earlier. depends on individual, you know, you know, taste. This is like I said, I like sweet things, but it's a little sweet for me. So if you're not big into sweet drinks, you probably won't like it. I mean, if you like berry flavored, like say Starburst and shit, you probably might, you know, might dig this. Hmm. All right, I'm down with that. Well, state of games, state of games, where we talk about whatever we've been playing for the past week, or we pontificate about how we feel gaming is in general. So, let's reverse that. D, what is your state of games? Well, I've been playing a bunch of Final Fantasy V on the Game Boy Advance. I've been playing that every night pretty much, you know, before I go to sleep. So, I've been uh, near, actually right at the end of Final Fantasy V now. Uh, you know, which is kind of, I just go back to those from time to time. Really enjoy those. Um, been playing a little bit of Stardew Valley again. Um... Played some Terraria again. Been um, recleaning up and reorganizing the game room, so it's you know, it's a lot cleaner, a lot less clutter. Most stuff's in bins and down the cellar. Um, just got Mario Strikers. Started playing that. That's fun. It's, How uh, is that? The, it's pretty cool. It's it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. The uh, yeah Mario game is you, know, you can go all, you do all types of tricks. It's like a beefed up. Um, it's pretty much like like a soccer game, with basically you, you add in some of the tricks and, and stuff from like say Mario Kart. Like you know, you got all these moves. You can you know trip people up. You know, do kind of little sh- sneaky things. We also got the Switch Sports, which is fun. My son and I have been playing the little uh, the sword fighting part of it. So because that's got a bunch of games on. I kind of like the old Wii Sports. Yeah. So they, they did a pretty decent job. I enjoy the games they put on there. So they've been doing that. Um, you pretty much just keep an eye on some of the uh, some of the news coming out, you know, for the gaming news. I'm excited for some stuff coming out pretty shortly. I don't know if you've uh, been watching the Final Fantasy VII news. Oh, that they're releasing it for uh, PC. I saw I think it was coming out on Steam, right? Yes, the they're Ingram. releasing they're releasing the Final Fantasy VII Intergade, which is the one originally you don't get to have that unless you have the PS5 version, which yeah. I do. It has that big add-on with Yuffie. The add-on with Yuffie, it doesn't really follow the original Final Fantasy VII storyline. It's kind of completely different, <clears throat> but still fun. Um, so, you know, you've got that. They've, of course, the uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two Rebirth is coming out winter of next year in 2023. Mm. And then they got two uh, games coming out on mobile. You've got the... Um, I had that up because I always get, you know, mess up the, the names. You got... Um, Ever Crisis and First Soldier. Oh, yeah. So, they, aren't they doing a remake? It's like a remake of Crisis Core? Yes, it's a remake of Crisis Core. And uh, the First Soldier is a little bit different than that. That's You're basically like, you know, I guess one of the one of the soldiers, you know, just some random soldier in it rather than being any of the main characters. But, it, you know, that's for mobile. I'm not big on playing mobile games or anything on, on my uh, phone. But I might be tempted to pick those up just to see how they play on it. Because, yeah, I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. But I'm, I'm excited for the part, the remake part two, finally. I really think that, yeah, as much effort as they put in, it should have been a little bit sooner. Because, I mean, it's like, how many parts are we going to get? They haven't defined, like, how many installments. Because this game could be, a, you know, h- how many uh, hundreds of dollars are we playing to get a complete game? You know what I mean? Yeah, so that was one of the things that worried me about when they were talking about the remake. And it was, you get, like, basically the first game is just Midgar. Like, it's just you hanging out in Midgar. Yes, it's not even the first disc. It's it's Midgard. Yeah, 
Yeah, so like that was uh, that was concerning to me, and and depending on how they how they release it, and that's a funny thing is that like the whole like Final Fantasy VII when it came out on the PlayStation was huge. It was a gargantuan game, and that they're releasing it kind of episodic like this is kind of like. Oof. However, I did enjoy what they did with the uh, remake. As far as the game that you did get so far was very enjoyable. I like the battle system they adopted for, you know, the characters. You know, because although I love turn-based RPGs and I love the turn-based, I kind of always thought, like, way back when, it would have been cool to have, like, live-action, you know, just having Cloud beat the shit out of stuff with swords, and we kind of, we get that now with the remake. Well, it's like Secret of Mana. Between the characters. Like the, uh, the, the Secret of Mana and the um, Legends of Mana and all that stuff, that, that whole series yeah. where it was more of an action RPG versus a turn base. And, and then that's yeah. the sucky thing is that I really, I've got a soft spot in my heart for turn based RPGs. And turn based RPGs are just, they're, they're dying. They're just so dying. They are. I absolutely love them. But at least they're not dying so much in the indie scene. The indie scene does have a bunch of those, yeah. which is nice. And although I love Final Fantasy VII as turn-based, it's kind of cool to have a little bit more live action with those with characters like that, with like Tifa, Cloud. And so, I mean, at the same time, it's kind of cool to have kind of a live action type, you know, mm. version of Final Fantasy. Because, I mean, I still have the original Final Fantasy, and I still replay it. You know, I've got it on my, you know, my Vita, you know, as a download on my, you know, on the PlayStation Store. I've got the, I still have my uh, PlayStation copies from the original PlayStation era. I mean... So it's kind of cool to have both. I just wish they'd let us know how many freaking episodes they plan on doing. Like, how long is this going to go? How much is this going to cost me in the end? I know they're going to for sure finish it versus, oh, interest is dropping a little bit. Fuck it. We're going to abandon it. You know, I don't want that shit like you ass. You know, I don't want to be like you assholes. Like, I, I don't see Square Enix. I, I can't. I like, I don't see them doing that. I could see them going out of business and never finishing it, but I don't see them actually just going, you know what? There's not enough interest, so we're just dropping this. Because let's be honest, it's Final Fantasy. And like, they made 13, 2, and 3. Yeah. Like, and they made X2. And X2 was. Oof. Oof. What's your city games there, Shadow? Uh, so, um,. I'm replaying old shit because that's the kind of person I am, but uh, on a higher note, uh, I got a chance to, um, during my eight-hour layover in Japan, coming back from my TDY, I got to sit there and play on my Switch, played some Mario Odyssey, so that was a great use of my time. Yeah, like yeah. I, I played Mario Odyssey, but finally got back uh, home, and what was waiting for me? My Steam Deck. Oh <laughs> yeah. And of course, being... I still have not gotten to finish purchasing mine. I still have not got the email. And I ordered it, like, I pre-ordered it right when you guys did. Yeah, like, my my notice to get it came out, like, I think a week after I had left home, and it was just like, you have 72 hours to order this, and I was like, ah, oh, crap, this is gonna show up when I'm not home. Luckily, somebody was able to get it off my porch. Got it home, got logged in, and I was just like, I'm gonna do what I do every time I need to test a platform that can run it. Halo Master Chief Collection. So that's what I've been doing. And overall, it's actually been playing it pretty well. It, it handled the Microsoft login just fine. I had, like, a handful of crashes between Reach and Halo 1, but I just started Halo 2. It's been running great for me. Yeah, it gets a little bit hot, but I like it. Plus, now I can sit on Cecil's couch and just sit there and play video games. Versus just sit on my couch and watch me play video games? Yeah. Which is completely boring. Yeah. So that's my state of games. 
Mm. Well, my set of games, I man, I, I got my Steam Deck. I have been playing the hell out of that. But honestly, the game that I have played probably more than anything else in the past week, The Quarry. I am such a frigging sucker for super massive games. I just... They hit all the things that I like. That it's it's the interactive fiction. It's horror. Um, it's it's a chill game where you can. It's really more of a like you watch the game than you play the game, and like that's where I'm at now. Like I don't like I'm not at the point where I just want to watch people play games on Twitch. I'm at the I'm at the point now though where it's like I don't have a ton of time to play games, so I kind of want to like play the game, but kind of participate in it so yeah the quarry has been great i i hate to say that i that it's predictable but i called so many things that were happening in it and um i mean i'm, I'm both happy and kind of like ah i guess i knew that was happening uh i'm a little i'm mildly upset that they haven't brought out the devil in me which is the fourth uh dark pictures anthology the Devil in Me was supposed to be about H.H. Holmes' uh, murder hotel. So I'm really, like, I'm super excited about that installment. I've played all the rest of them. Man of Medan, uh, Little Hope, House of Ashes, uh, played Till Dawn, of course. The thing that, like, where I would roll these down to is if you ever played the Telltale games, like uh, Wolf and Me, or I think it's Wolf and Me, or Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us, I think is the name of it. Uh, the Walking I think it was Dead. Wolf Among Us. The Batman, um, the Batman Telltale series, like Telltale did a great job of that kind of like interactive fiction, how I put it. Supermassive just took it with like the horror aspect and really just nailed it. Like Until Dawn, fantastic game. The Dark Pictures anthologies, they're fun, but they're not like they're not of that caliber of Until Dawn. The quarry, though, I definitely have to say has that caliber that Until Dawn had. Like, I, hey, I, I mean, when we were playing together, well, not together, together at the same time, because yeah. you know, uh, it, it one of the jump scares got me, and I hopped. Yeah, like, oh, actually, it's <laughs> funny. So my daughter was watching me play while uh, while I was just going through it again because I've gone through it three times now, and I'm going through it on a fourth. That's how much I've been playing it. And it's about an eight to ten hour playthrough each time. Um, and my daughter was watching me and as she's sitting there watching me, all of a sudden a jump scare got her. She's just sitting there watching me. So that kind of like gives that, you know, that credence of, uh, of kind of a horror movie watching that it is. It was just, it's a, it scratches all the itch. I, unfortunately, it's not a game for everybody. Um, it's definitely a niche game because not a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's a full price game. I think it was fifty nine ninety nine. So I mean, it's a full price game, and while a lot of people want to play it, like a lot of people want to go through it the first time, at, like they they don't want to spend sixty bucks for a eight hour experience or a ten hour experience, and it's a shame because the games are designed around multiple playthroughs. They're like until dawn, all of the Supermass games are designed are like the telltale games are pretty linear on like you get pretty much the same ending, no matter what you do. It's just, okay. Did, did Claire, did um, whatever her name is, blow the dude's brains out 
or did she leave him there to die and walk out? Thank, thank God you actually didn't like pause for longer than you did there because <laughs> you, you stopped on the word blow. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I've been there all day. Don't don't judge me, people. Oh, well, you were looking at my friend on my phone, so. Yeah. And also <clears throat> that waitress. <clears throat> oh, God, she was hella cute. Hella cute. She was hella cute. We're going back to that brewery. Oh, definitely. We're, we're definitely going back. Oh, dude, I, I dude, those Brussels sprouts. Hey, you, you need to come down to this brewery. Dude, when you come down, like, next time you come down. To. And I'm going to drag your to. ass down here if I have to. I'll just, like, book a train ticket and be like, hey, be here at this time. Um <laughs> Yeah, like they, I love Brussels sprouts. I don't even know why I love Brussels sprouts, but I you love. Know, I like them sprouts. too. I like them too, actually. Dude, and like, they're I, not well liked, but I, I do like them. I, I didn't even. I never had them until like two years ago or something, and we started making them around here. And I'm like, why? Like, why have I never had these things? Because I don't like cabbage. Well, let me rephrase. Well, I like cabbage, but I like cabbage boiled in like a chicken stock, and then I like cabbage. Well, but, you also, for most of the time we grew up, you kind of avoided green stuff. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. If it if it didn't, like, talk, moo, or bleat or something, I didn't eat it. So I'm, I'm still pretty much there, and even he, he got me to eat Brussels sprouts in, like, two different ways of cooking it. And I actually, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to make them for myself, but if he puts them on my plate, I'll eat them. There, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, like, it, it was weird. When I finally cooked them, and now I'm actually I seek them out. Like I saw them on the menu, and I'm like, I'm getting Brussels sprouts. Like that, I'm getting them, dude. They were mixed with, it was they were mixed with raisins. They were fried, so like they were crispy fried. They were mixed with raisins, something else, and a bacon vinaigrette, and then big chunks of bacon in it. Oh my god! Like the sweet crunch, like the sweet and salt that went with it. There were golden raisins. That was it. Oh, Granny Smith apples. There were little Granny Smith apples that they were glazed with. The sweet, and then the crunchy, the savory. Like it all went together so, so, so well. So when are you getting me that train ticket? <laughs> no, this this was good. before he was drunk. Yeah, yeah. This was the, before. The, I this got was drunk. the first glass of wine, kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. Yeah, these this place is definitely like. You got yeah. When you come down, it's plus there's that huge lawn area thing. Like just like we went out there and there's like a hundred people out there. Like we didn't see you guys filter through the door. Like literally, we went like I I made like a whole day of like we're gonna do some some winery hopping. And this first one, we probably could have just stayed there and had a really great time all day. Instead, we went to multiple other places. I got blind drunk and violently vomited. Like, this one was the one that was, like, really popping, too. Yeah. The the rest of them. And it might be because, like, you know, that city is primarily, like, a college city. And most of those kids have gone home. Plus, you know, the recovery efforts and all that. But, like, the first place we went to. There was like a hundred people there. The rest of the places, like we essentially had the place for ourselves, yeah. more or less. Yeah, like we went to like well the the last place we ended up in Petersburg. There were a few people yeah. there outside. Like there was several people outside, but not nearly as hopping as that nah. first place we went to. So yeah, I got to make a, a note of that place and got to head back there. Maybe for yeah. like an evening. Pl- plus they have their own parking there, unlike half the places mm-hmm. we went to where Which we had a awesome. parallel park somewhere. Ugh. Yeah, that was awesome. That, like, you didn't have to go search around for a place to park. They actually a place you could that's, go and park. That's probably a huge part for its popularity, too. If it has park easy parking, it's like, you're oh, like, yeah. do I want to go? Uh, am I going to find parking? Am I going to get a ticket? Am I going to get a tow door? Versus big parking lot. Hell yeah. And, of course, if you got some killer food. Plus, there's, like, there's no way to, like, really walk there from most places. Like, it's in, it's no, tucked to the back the corner. Yeah, yeah. So, so, like, the, the area it's in is a previous industrial district. 
that's been more or less converted into more like the the hip. They're changing everything from like old warehouse buildings into like apartments and stuff. And it's where all like the the younger guys are at. But like the back corner tent, you're not walking there. You might be able to bike there, but you're not you're not walking back there. So it's they have to have that parking lot. But still, there was. There was a bunch of like, you know, young couples, people with families, dogs, that kind of stuff. Like yeah. it was it was pretty packed actually. Yeah, they had and it was a great like they had little tents out there that you could just go in, chill out and drink. They had the fire pit there. They had a beautiful I think there was a willow there. Beautiful tree that you could just sit underneath and But we were indoors nice and like there was still plenty of tables available if you just wanted to be inside. Yeah. Yeah, but there were still people inside. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great What's place. What's the name of this place? Knew you were going to ask that. Uh, probably should have looked yep. it up. It's like, probably shouldn't have mentioned anything about the waitress then. Oh. Why? Because she was hot? Cute. But yes, hot. That's a word, too. Oh, she was hot. Yeah, she was hot. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not we're not mixing words there. She was hot. Brambley Park Winery. Mm. Out of, uh... Sounds on, good. Uh, on Belleville Street, seventeen oh eight Belleville Street. So if you are, if you've ever been there and you're listening, shoot us a frigging message. Let us know, and uh, yeah, and I, I guess try the Brussels sprouts. Try the Brussels, yeah, dude. Try the Brussels, and, and and like the large breakfast. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Like I was expecting. Like you go there, you go to some of these places, and you're expecting like kind of like a, a a bougie like. Oh, I'm going to get a little artisan pizza. You know, you're expecting like Pizza Hut, little personal pan pizza, and that's going to be it. But I ordered a breakfast pizza. I still have half of it in my fridge. Like, that's how much they gave you. They're so in other words, you get hearty portions as well. So you're really yeah, getting your money's yeah. worth. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like the uh, the Brussels sprouts, I think, were eight bucks, and they gave you a good bowl of Brussels sprouts. Like, it was a it was a bowl of Brussels sprouts. Like, it was, it was good. Honestly, I don't think I need more. I just give me a couple bowls of Brussels sprouts. And I just- <laughs> Like after, so I I got the Brussels sprouts and I got the breakfast pizza because I was like, well, I don't know if I'm gonna like the Brussels sprouts because some people make them like really soggy, like they say they're fried and crispy, but they're like really soggy. I don't know what they do with them, so I was like, well, I don't want to take that risk. So I got a breakfast pizza too because hell, breakfast is my favorite thing. You throw that on pizza, and now I'm in heaven. So I was like, all right, let me get this. The Brussels sprouts came out, and I'm just like, yum 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 yum. Just damn good stuff. But yeah, definitely worth a spot if you're ever down in Richmond, Virginia. Go check it out. Uh, oh, what sounds, else is on my state like of games? My state of games. Oh, I've been playing the Phoenix Protocol on my Steam Deck because I've been uh, I've been testing that thing out a bit. Phoenix Protocol is nice if you're an XCOM fan. That uh, it's very XCOM-ish, but it's a it's OG XCOM-ish versus. Versus um, the other, you know, like the new XCOM. And, of course, my daughter came back because she watched a sad movie and I needed hugs. You've also been playing Stardew Valley. Oh, Stardew Valley. Yeah, he's been playing Stardew Valley next to me. I have been playing a bunch of Stardew Valley. And he's been playing with me. I was playing Stardew Valley with her. You want to make make everybody sad? Play Uh, some Ori in the Blind Forest again. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to mention this game and I want your reaction. Honest reaction, kid. Ori in the Blind Forest. Right? Right? I just finished watching a sad movie. You did not have to bring that up. Actually, Dee brought it up. That's the face you get. 
<laughs> That's also the face you get when you mention that there's a ghost that locks the doors. Oh, no, I have plenty of ghosts in my room. No, no, the ghost that locks the back door when you go outside. Oh, my! It's a habit, okay? <laughs> it's been a fun week. I been- walk in the front or back door and I lock it. You guys you really have to remember, I was out there with you guys, and I walked through, and out of habit, I walked through. The I've been here most of the week, because I only had to work Wednesday. And instinctively locked it, and sat down on the bed. And then, as we're sitting there playing with the door, trying to get in, you're like, oh, I'll just ignore that. I didn't hear you! This is great. <laughs> so, uh, you you, you want to mess with people in the uh, that place is pretty haunted. Get a universal remote and start he with their to TV. Like my shirt. <sighs> yeah, you could do that. All right, you go to bed. Yeah. All right, love you, kid. Love you too, bud. Uh, State of games. Anything else I've been playing on State of games? I don't really think there's anything else I've been playing. I've been mostly playing Phoenix Protocol, Stardew Valley, and uh, I haven't even jumped back into V Rising. Which is unfortunate because the game's fun, but it's one of those, like, I knew I was going to play it and then stop playing it very quickly and if nobody else was. There's also a rumor going around that they're going to, um, since we didn't get a Zelda this year because uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is pushed back till uh, next year. They're very sorry they're, about that. Yeah, they're, they're, they, we might get, we keep hearing from, from insiders that we might get a um, Story of the Seasons and Story of the Ages remake. Which is on the Game Boy Color, and they're actually really good, like traditional style Zeldas. I mean, so they already they already built this engine when they did Link's Awakening, so it would make sense to like they have to expand up the engine to handle the the time and seasons thing. But I I think with them like building that engine specifically with Link's Awakening, and I think that was a good game to start with just because of the size of it. Now that they've done like the vast majority of the work building out the rest of the games from the the Game Boy Color era and the Super NES era, honestly, it would be pretty easy for them to like pump out and like I'd pay for it. Nintendo, hear so, me out. I will pay for this. So 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 would I. And 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 I did like how they did how they redid uh, Link's Awakening for the Switch. I really do. Played the so heck I, out of it. I haven't played Link's Awakening that they redid for the Switch. However. Get out of the fucking car. <laughs> however. I really enjoyed the 3DS remake of uh, Link, a Link before a Link in Time. What was it called? Oh, Link you're between about worlds. A Link between, between worlds. So it was it wasn't a direct remake, but no, that was a sequel. To yeah, a it was Link a sequel. Yeah, it was like it was like the first like I think it was the first actual Zelda sequel, wasn't it? I mean, arguably, <laughs> it depends on who you would ask about that because technically, with the timeline's crap, but yes, it would it would be the direct sequel with that same incarnation of Link. Yeah. But no, I like oh, a link between worlds. Like the mechanics on it, the like okay, like the I hated it how much they like really tried to push that like three D part of the three DS, and then eventually gave up on it. But like the the switching between like the top down view and then like the two D view when you like press yourself into a wall, mm. that was a great mechanic. Oh yeah, and like there were little literally times when playing that game, I'd be like. I'd be staring at the room going, what the F am I supposed to do before I remember you can plant yourself on the wall and get across gaps that way? It was a great mechanic. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Now, and and admittingly, and, and I know I get some hate, especially from the two people I'm talking to now, 
admittedly, I stopped being a Zelda fan after the Super Nintendo Zelda. Like, I tried playing them. I tried playing Majora's Mask. I tried playing, um, what was that other one that was on? Ocarina of Time, which came before Majora's Mask. Yeah. Oh, you're going to get us canceled. Well, no, I tried playing them. I just, I didn't enjoy them. And I really, I should go back and try to play them again because I, I feel like I didn't give them enough merit for the time that they came out. But I just, I don't know. It's just like they didn't stick with me. But everybody, like, what's, what's the, what's the Wind Waker, not Wind Waker. Um, what's the most recent one? Where, Breath like, of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. There you go. Was that, um, well, the Wind Waker was like way forever ago. Yeah, I have a Wind Waker tattoo. I know. That, well, that's why I said Wind Waker because I saw the tattoo. Um, Breath of the Wild, where and like the the one thing that everybody complains about is the one thing that I know would drive me absolutely bonkers. Oh, it's, the weapon breaking! Yeah, it would drive yeah. me absolutely batshit nuts. That I that thought, was my chief complaint with it. No, it, it, it's a cool mechanic, but uh, my one complaint wasn't that there was weapons breaking. It was that I thought they broke a little too quickly, too easily, and too much. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't mind a durability component to things. I think like The Witcher Three did it well, where the weapon became less and less useful to the point where you couldn't use it, but you could still go get it repaired. But Breath of the Wild doesn't do that. Breath of the Wild goes, once it's broken, it's gone. You gotta go find something else. And, like, it kind of, to me, it discouraged exploring a lot. It still does. Where you're just like, oh, I'm gonna go into this camp real quick and see if I can find anything of value. And, oh, I broke two weapons and only got one back. Like, ouch. Yeah, that was like a Diablo 2, I thought, did durability fairly well. Like, you had a weapon or piece of armor or whatever, and it lasted quite some time. But eventually, at some point in time, it durability broke down on it. You're like, oh, crap. I have to go actually maintain this. Because it was like... Some, some weapons, it was like, bam, bam, you're getting that one enemy, and bash, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, we're talking about Zelda? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and plus, you couldn't, like, unless the weapon was brand new, you couldn't tell how much durability was left on it either. So, if you had two weapons, the exact same type, and both of them have been used at least once. You can tell if one was near breaking and like you only get like the notification that it's about to break like three swings left kind of thing. So you'd be like, I might have a hundred swings with this. I might have five swings with this. I don't know. Uh, agree. Yeah. That and the yeah. one other thing that bugged me was I, um, it was a cool mechanic, but it happened a little too frequently. It was the rain. I'd be in the middle of climbing. It'd be like, you know, it just rained out that long ago. Everything dried up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm climbing in the middle of climbing. It's like, Trying to get to that next area, and I fall the fuck down because I ran. I'm like, God damn it! Yeah, let's it get the volley scale like first thing in the game in order to explore it properly. I like that mechanic though. Like that's one mechanic that I think is something that missed out on all games I played. Skyrim, all of that. You go climbing a mountain, it starts raining. It's difficult to climb a mountain in the rain. No, no, I like the mechanic. I just thought the rain cropped up too much whenever I climbed. Oh, well, like it, it was a little too frequent, and then you slip and fall off, and you had limited stamina. Too so it much. Was just, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was too, much, too much, too much, too often, and I didn't mind the mechanic itself, but literally, like, there was zero progression when it was raining. It wasn't, like, so, even at max stamina, if it's raining, Link's not getting the top of anything that's more than 10 feet tall. That, that's Link's just falling a fact. the fuck down. Yeah, yeah Link's, Link's falling the fuck down, and and it, it, it kind of sucked, because, like, you'd be like, okay, I want to keep exploring, I gotta, I gotta go this way. Well, now I'm just going to wait because I'm not going to come all the way back here at a later time. I'm getting up this hill. 
Mm. There, there was a few times I'm like, okay, go back, set a fire, sleep till morning. Okay, it stopped raining. I went through several renditions of this because it ended. I, I would get like halfway up there, and it just start raining. I'd fall down. I'd be like, okay, take some damage. Go back, sleep. Okay, it's, it's back to morning again. Hey, cool. Start climbing. It was just over and over, like three, or four times. I'm like, fuck this. And and they're a different area. They're like. I mean, two, I did. I, yeah, there's like I, two places on the map that it it's almost continuous rain too. Yeah. Well, I mean, one place it's continuous rain until you until you you know defeat the uh, divine beast was the yeah. uh, area with all the um, the um, Zoras, yeah. and that's meant to be because it's supposed to constantly rain up until you fix that, and then it still is a very wet area. No, it wasn't even one. It wasn't even that area. It was just some mountain I kept trying to fucking climb, and it was just like a, it was just like the game was like fuck you. And then after I went back after a while, you know, played some more of the game, I was able to get up there no problem. But it was just like this one time it just kept doing it to me, and I'm like fuck. <laughs> but I've, I've damn near 100% of the game, you know, a couple times. I just, I won't find all those damn Korok seeds, because there's a certain point where you get all the stuff you can get, and then you have to get several hundred more of those Korok seeds, and then your your fucking uh, award is a Golden Poo statue. I'm, I'm, that. I'm over halfway there now. It's my activity to do while flying commercial <laughs> is hunt Korok seeds, because if I'm trapped on a plane for 12 hours, I'm going to go hunt Korok seeds. So I'm at like 500 now, I think. I mean, I, I had more than that, but I, I stopped. I mean, I, I got all the stuff except for that one last fucking trophy, and it's I just gave up. I think I have like six, seven hundred or something. I was like, fuck this. Yeah. But I'm like probably about three years worth of travel. I might finally hundred percent that. But not today. But I mean, bashing aside for those couple mechanics, like well, yeah. the rain mechanic was awesome. It was just too frequent. But the, mm. the weapons breaking would be fine for the durability if they tweaked it a little bit and had it less frequently. But for most part, that game was a phenomenal game. I mean, the ex- open exploration, you know, and all the stuff you can do it, like the shield surfing, you know, the horses. The, I mean, you know, all the places to explore. It was a phenomenal game. The the DLC was appropriate. wasn't overly done. Yep, and I got DLC. It wasn't overpriced. Yeah, I got all it, the it, DLC. It was it was good. It, it gave more of a backstory to the champions, and you know, it gave you some like it was a challenge to complete. But they definitely they definitely gave you something worthwhile for completing it. Yeah, so I mean, o- overall, I think Breath of the Wild is a phenomenal game. Overall, I mean, if they just had a few tweaks, I think it would have been like a perfect game. Yeah, it's one of those but, like it's it's kind of one of those like I'm not saying it's a bad game. I recognize that it's a great game. It's just one of those. I just, I just haven't gotten into it. It wasn't but, well, Skyward that mechanic Sword. Just would bug you. Yeah, it wasn't Skyward Sword. That was the key thing. Okay. Which I, I have yet to play the, um, the HD version of it. I want to get it now that you can play it without motion controls. Hmm. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, the controls still. I played the uh, Skyward Sword on the Switch, the new version. Fucking controls still suck. Yeah, pisses me right off. I have a hard time with them, so I'm like, damn it. But one well, one game I did like is you might like is a little darker too, but you might like is Twilight Princess. That's true. That's a pretty good one. You you might dig that one, Cecil. I'll have to give it a shot. Well, yeah, that came out on both the uh, GameCube and the Wii. Wii U. Oh yeah. Also, the, like get the get the HD version on the Wii U. Well, HD have, was on the Wii U. Yeah, I have. Yeah, the but, Wii, but I, I mean, have a Wii though. Yeah, but the original version was on GameCube and Wii, and then they did the HD version on the Wii U. But yes, the, uh, either way, the Twilight Princess is, is a fantastic game. I'll give it a shot. I'm, like I'm, I'm up to try almost anything, and I'm, I'm at the point now where I'll, I, I spend money on stupid stuff, 
and I'll just randomly find stuff that is halfway decent. But I'll, 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 out of the, out of like 20 games I buy, one of them will be decent. So I'm okay with just shooting from the hip for things. Also, Twilight Princess is essentially a more mature, like, Ocarina of Time. Like, See, it, it, it's the same formula, more or less the same setting, but it's a, it's a much more matured and, like, graphically overhauled controls are improved, but it's more, it's more that than, Wind Waker ever would have been. Well, that's not selling hey. it because I didn't like Ocarina of Time. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Get out of the you fucking car. You could be Wolf Link. Hey, you could be Wolf Link. And it yeah. was actually, it's, it's got some decent, you know, 3D uh, exploration. Okay. And it's got a good storyline and, and it's, um, the focus on this isn't necessarily, you know, as much on Princess Zelda for this one as it is somebody else. And it, it, it's good. It's a little darker. You know, it, it deals with the Shadow Realm. It's it's a lot of fun. You get to play as a wolf for a while and, and eventually, like, you know, switch between Link and, and Wolf Link. You might dig it. Um, I didn't find it to be too similar to Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. I mean, you know, obviously it's 3D, but it's it's also a lot better graphics. Yeah. I Like, as far as, like, if you had to compare it to any Zelda, I would say it's probably closer to those two than anything else that had come out previously or even after. All right. I'll give it a shot. I'm up for any like I'm dead serious. I'm up for anything. I mean, I've been digging the quarry. Like that's like that's my main vein right now because it's just well, one, it's got Ariel Winters in it. And everybody know who Ariel Winters is, right? I think I'm googling to make sure I have the right face. Yes, yes. Okay, Where, where's Ariel Winters from? I'm calling you on it. You said yes. Oh yep yep I'm good I'm good I'm up to speed. Yeah. Yep. yeah I mean mm-hmm. I, I mean we I looked it up last time so yes I know who she is but I keep forgetting what fucking movie she's in. Well so she's in most most people would probably know her from Modern Family. I happen to know her from uh, because I have a daughter and my daughter loved Disney stuff. I know her from Sophia the First since she's the voice of Sophia the First. But uh Ariel Winters is in it. In, in the quarry. There's actually a couple of people in the quarry. Um, I'm forgetting the names of everybody in there, but Errol Winter is just the one that stuck out to me. Is she yeah. the one that plays the uh, the character that has kind of the jaw knock to the side a little bit? Yes, she's the character. The one that with the, the graphics that were bothering the shit out of me? Yes, yes. And I'm like, is her jaw knocked to the side like that on purpose? Uh, I'm assuming that it was the character supposed well, to be that way. I, I, I'm know. the one that actually brought it up and then you couldn't unsee it. No, <laughs> I couldn't. It's like Tom Cruise's center tooth. Like once somebody points it out, it's like, I can't unsee that now. Like that's forever in my brain. She's or also like the arrow in FedEx. Hold on. Where's the, um, oh crap. Go back to the, go back to the, uh, where you just were. Wow. For the quarry. Who else was in it? There's some other actors in it. I want to um, see. No, that's story. Well, that's the best you're going to get because they don't have a cast list. Ted Raimi. That's it. He's the sheriff. And you know, you know Ted Raimi. Hey, Cecil. Oh, nice. Is that the... Uh, oh, that's the Wii version. The Wii yeah. version of the uh, Twilight Princess with the Wolf Link... Um, oh, the collector's edition. Amiibo. That's a nice yeah. condition. Yep. Yeah, I unboxed mine because I wanted to play with a Wolfie. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, if I was there, I probably would be opening that and have him beating me because I'd be opening Actually, this pack. Actually, it, mine's still sealed, and I bought the wolf separate. So, I mean, I, I bought, yeah, I still have it to play with. So, I mean, no, but I'm saying like you would be angry at me because you would have been like, "Hey, check this out," and I would have literally been opening the box to play with a wolf in my current state, and you'd be like, ah! "He's drunk." Well, then, then I would force you since you know I have a Wii U. I'd force you to play the damn game. Then, if you open, I would, it. I would, yeah. I like, I'd open it and I immediately start <laughs> playing. I'd, I'd let you borrow mine, but it's currently on loan. 
Who's got it? Daymok. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, oh, so, like, there was only, actually, I really had nothing planned for tonight other than a couple of key things that I wanted to kind of touch into. Um, Obi-Wan. So, episode five of Obi-Wan, have you caught up on it yet? No, unfortunately, I haven't had, you know, a lot Get of Get out of the fucking podcast, you're done. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, I want to. The, the only excuse you can have is that you were in Guam, and apparently Guam is considered international to Disney, and it's not available there. You have failed your family. Even I caught up on it. So, okay, without giving too much away, then. Episode, so episode one through four has been, I think, most of us can agree, a bit lackluster. Like it hasn't, it like it's been building a story, but it's been fairly lackluster. We haven't really seen Obi Wan be Obi Wan. Um, but I don't, broken, I don't mind a broken man stumbling around. I, I don't mind a little bit building up storyline because you kind of need that at some point. It can't all be just action packed BS. You have to have some storyline. True. True. Wait, how far are you in this at all? Have you seen episode four? No. How far have you gotten? First couple. So you've right. seen literally the first two episodes which they uh, released. Okay, so that, that, that's enough to get my point across is up until this point, he hasn't actually ignited his lightsaber at any point. No. Like, that, that's no, how he's, broken he's, he is. That, he also had to, to stay hidden. He's also suppressed yeah. all of his force powers, too. But still, uh, like, by the end of episode two, like, the, the hiding in the shadow thing, that was out the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by, like, the end of it, but he still chose to use a blaster, something that he personally believed was uncivilized. But, like, that's one thing that somebody pointed out to me. They're like, oh, my God, he's using a blaster. How did he get so good? I'm like, well, if you remember in episode three, he's actually a pretty crack shot with a freaking blaster. Yeah. Like, he's not he's not a scrub with it. He can actually shoot a blaster. Just because he prefers not to doesn't mean he didn't attain the skill, especially yeah. considering he was in the Clone Wars. Yeah. You know, and also... I mean, I know you can give a lot of flack to people. It's like, you don't just suddenly know something. Don't forget, the Force can give you skills that you won't necessarily have, like when Luke trusted the Force and took down a fucking Death Star. I mean, you can. So some would consider it unnatural. <laughs> well, so the, that Force thing, the only thing I, I, I disagree on the Force thing is because he cut himself so off far the force, off from the Force. Yeah, yeah that's right. That that's right. I just, I, I wouldn't believe that. But looking back on when he took out Grievous, like, it wasn't like he shot a bunch of times, missed, and then all of a sudden hit. He's just like, bam, 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 bam. He just nailed him each time. So is he obviously has a proficiency yeah, the, with the, a blaster. So, so that blaster is essentially a handgun shooting at a target 10 meters away center mass. I mean, that's kind of hard to do, even for people that like do somewhat regular training, especially under like that level of stress. Like, oh yeah, His lightsaber's gone. This and is the only option. His adrenaline's got to be through so the he's roof. He's also hanging off the yeah. edge of a cliff there. Yeah, right? so... Like arguably, any trained professional will tell you that's that's a that's a rough shot. You're gonna have misses. Yeah, and he did. So I mean, he's obviously got a proficiency with pla- with a blaster. Um, well, I mean, from the Clone Wars, you knew that anyway. I mean, from you yeah. knew that anyways. I mean, he, yeah. he's exhibited through a history of it. Just because he thinks it's uncivilized, doesn't like to use it. Once again, doesn't mean that, especially being part of like a general in the military, doesn't mean you can't yeah. use it. Yeah, exactly. No, so the. Um, the one thing that you have look, to look forward to, and I, I won't give away the scenes, but the one thing that they've definitely done in the series is they've really shown Darth Vader as Darth Vader. Like, you always hear about yeah. Darth Vader being such this this cruel and merciless, like, tyrant. 
especially and early on in the comics and everything, especially right oh, after yeah. he got turned, he was especially vicious. Well, so that's even the thing, killing like, his own like stormtroopers just out of spite. But in in if you just look at the canonical like the just the canonical movies, you've got like the you know, OG trilogy. He, yeah, like he was always referred to as Lord Vader, this dark lord who was like terrifying. But you really didn't get that sense, other than like, he, all right, he's he was a guy with a lightsaber. He was a dick. He changed like terms of the deal, and you know tells you that you know he did force choke some officers. He yeah, did he, force he, choke an officer. I mean, he, he did. He was. I mean, no. yeah, but, but in imposing. history, military officers have choked out other military officers before. But on the flip side of it, it's not, not like lie, it's true. It's not like it was. It's not like he was. It just the menacing amount that they say he is just wasn't portrayed in episode four, five, and you, six. You, you have you have the episode of Rogue One on crack. The oh. hallway scene. Oh yeah, yeah. So like Rogue One, Rogue One, you get to see. You get to see Vader, and you're like, "Holy crap! That's like that's Vader." Obi-Wan, Which is one of the things that Rogue One did do right. Yep, yep. Obi One, Obi One, they build on that, and they show you Darth Vader. The end of Fallen Order. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's more like, but again, it's it's amped up to an eleven. Yeah, right there. It's like you're like, oh yeah, no, yeah. No, th- anybody that's seen this, like, no, I yeah. nobody stands a chance. Yeah, I so mean, like, it's hard to keep up with what's canon and what's not, considering all the you know the you know from Lucasfilms to Disney and then they uncanon. Yeah. But, but in the comics, it's like one stormtrooper accidentally saw Darth Vader without his mask on just yet, and he just is like, oh my! And then Darth Vader snapped his neck. I mean, well, he, he went because- through and killed. Just killed tons indiscriminately. But that's because he wanted to keep his identity secret. He didn't want anybody recognize him as Anakin Skywalker. That was oh, wasn't like, that it? Was the stormtrooper couldn't even recognize him. He was just so scarred that the, the the stormtrooper didn't say, "Oh, it's Anakin." He was like, "Oh my god!" No, and but then, that's but that's Darth Vader's stick is that he doesn't yeah. want anybody to recognize him as Anakin. Yeah, the old but, him is dead. But in Obi Wan, they really like and and to, to shadow fox's point the force unleashed like how how vader was in the force unleashed that's vader in obi-wan and it really brings that menacing holy crap this guy really is the most powerful force user out there i mean he single-handedly wiped out a good after order 66 took care of some he single-handedly wiped out a majority of jedi yeah oh, i yeah, mean he, he, he went toe to toe with so many masters Oh, and they, he occasionally they, took a couple of losses, but eventually he got them. And they're not done talking about sixty six. No, no, they're I still mean, talking. I mean, so, so I mean, that's that's how the series opens, right? With the attack on the Jedi Temple, and you're like, "Oh God, I'm doing this again." All right, but they're still not done. Like, there's still ramifications that are going to be presented. Yeah, yeah. There's a, so I, I'm I'm really interested. So the next, the last episode comes out Wednesday. And I can almost guarantee you that we'll be, I'll be at work when it releases and we'll probably pop it up at lunchtime and watch it during lunchtime because that's what we did this last episode. Uh, but I'm, I'm hesitant because what, so, okay, here's my take. I like, okay, I'm trying to formulate my words here because I'm, I'm pretty inebriated. The, the show is called Obi-Wan. And you kind of just have an expectation that Obi-Wan's going to do some cool stuff. Well, as of, as of yet, Obi-Wan really hasn't done anything cool. In fact, Obi-Wan has 
like his character has really changed like vastly from what his character was in the prequels as well as the Clone Wars um, yeah. television show, the, the animated series. Yeah, that's why I refer to him as he's an incredibly broken person right now. He, he is. He's definitely, like, his character is written so differently now. But you know what? I mean, I didn't actually get, the, I know the show's called Obi-Wan, but I didn't get even the even the feeling that he's going to do any badass. I mean, but it may be because I'm a longstanding, like, Star Wars fan. But, um, I mean, I, you know, like, the only reason he's not found and killed or hunted, you know, at least, you know, is because it's like he goes into hiding. Just seemed like Yoda. Yoda didn't go around using his force powers. He stayed in hiding. And the reason why he went to Dagobah is because of all the negative and the, and the dark side kind of masked anything he would do. So, I mean, it's like you can't really go out there and be, you know, a Jedi. And the thing is, is if you have to suppress being a Jedi, doing good, saving people, all that stuff, and you have to basically go against, like, all your principles to stay hidden... It's gonna it's gonna take its toll, and you're not gonna be able to use your you know basically your gifts, your powers, or anything. You're gonna be relying on to your two hands and nothing else. So here's crack a here's, lightsaber open, and then you're fucking yeah, it's a Jedi. Here's a gripe that I have though. So in the first couple of episodes, Obi Wan talks to Owen and talks about training the boy, obviously Luke yeah. Skywalker. However, what we've seen from Obi Wan pretty much this entire series since he's cut himself off from the force, he's really in no shape to train anybody. So maybe, maybe he's saying the word training out of habit, but I think he's more concerned about the overall mental health of the boy, because no matter what Luke's going to develop that force power. And I don't think he wants what happened with Anakin to happen again. I think I, that's just me, and the writer could just be using the wrong terminology, but that's my theory on it is, when he says train the boy, it's not training him in the use of the Force, it's training him how to control his emotions. But also, don't forget, I mean, just because it's like, say for instance, you can still instruct somebody, because he went through all the training in the Jedi, he was a Jedi general, I mean, he knows, just because he cut himself off of the Force doesn't mean he doesn't know how to train or know how to use it he can still guide luke even without touching the force himself it's like i can still like say teach somebody how to do um at least guide them on how to learn how to sword fighting even say i got my arms chopped up if i was a sword master but i mean it's like you can still teach without being able to do any more after losing it you can still guide and teach like and you can teach acrobatics and have broken your back and not be able to do it anymore okay so here's my my devil's here's my devil's advocate on that you're absolutely right that is possible However, let's take a look at, like, the movie Maverick, where he's literally trying to train these people to fly a specific mission. None of them can do it. And then he goes and says, goes and says, well, look, I'm going to do it and shows them it can be done, which then gives them the insight of like, okay, I've now seen how they how it can be done. Now I can actually go do it. And that's like. It's one of those things of, like, I can watch, just like take sword fighting. I can have somebody tell me how to do sword fighting and tell me that my form is poor. But unless I personally can observe the proper way to do it, I'm going to continuously do it wrong. But that's that's me. That's And and that might not be everybody, but that's me. If I can't observe how it's done right, I'm always going to do it wrong. Even if you tell me this is how you do it. But don't forget intention versus, like, say, how much success he'll have. Don't forget, it's like, if he says, like, I can train him, I can teach him, he might be pretty much confident he could, 
but he might be running into that problem where, oh, gee, I can't really show him because I cut myself off. And then, you know, you might think you can train somebody and say, hey, I want to train him to do this, but not realize how hard it is when you've lost the ability. So, I mean, he can still be intent is good, but he might not be able to be as successful. Might not have the ability. And, and that's where I think they were going with it is that you have like he's like, I have to train the boy. I have to train the boy. Dude, you couldn't train a cardboard box right now. But his intent is there, and he, you know, with all the years he's been a Jedi and a master, you know, a master, a you know, general, he's got all that knowledge, he's got all that confidence. But you know, he might not realize yet. It's like, well, gee, how the fuck do I train it when I can't do it anymore? Yeah, I can see but that. But the intent is there. So but I it's mean, like, I, it's, I, it's it's like with Yoda. If you think about it, with Yoda, where Yoda's training Luke, and he's literally like Luke's trying, 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 and just can't do it. And then Yoda's like, "Let me show this bitch how it's done." Fucking lifts the X-Wing out, and he's like, that's how you do it. And then Luke's like, holy shit, that's how it's done. And then all of a sudden, Luke expanded exponentially in his abilities with the Force. But then again, Yoda also got so annoyed with Luke that he just fucking offed himself, so... <laughs> he got, just like a parent, he got so tired of, ask, of answering questions, he just up and died. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done with this shit, I'm out. But no, I mean, but I mean you know, take, take Yoda, he didn't suppress and cut himself off. He hid where there was so much, you know, dark side that it covered for him. Like, nobody can sense the good because they see, they, you know, Dagobah was a planet full of dark side. So he hid like that. But Obi-Wan was trying to, uh, you know, look after Luke, you know, be a kind of there to keep, like, keep an eye on it, make sure nothing bad happens. But he didn't have that, you know, dark planet to hide his abilities. He had to cut himself off. And, and he might not have realized, hey, you know, he thinks he can train, he thinks he can train. But I mean, he also trained Anakin, and look how Anakin turned out. And that's a, that's a big stigma that he's got there. Like, this is what happened with Anakin. Here's his kid. Well, that that's why I think when he means training, he doesn't mean training him in the use of the Force, but just training him how to control his emotions better so we don't end up with Anakin 2.0. I, I think that's where he saw his biggest failure was, yeah, he trained a great Jedi as far as sword fighting. And using oh, he, the force. He, he, he trained yeah. a great general. He trained a great yeah. fighter, but but he didn't train somebody that was in touch with his emotions and could control it. And don't because forget, also equipped. though, but when he took over training Anakin, Anakin yeah. was also older than they normally yeah. train, and he already had a lot of emotional baggage from being a slave, losing his mom, a lot of fear and anger. I don't he think probably wanted to head off this with Luke before you yeah. know. And I don't think Obi Wan even wants to teach him the ways of the Force because what's that going to do in the current state, like? At this point, he he tells the first Jedi he sees, drop it, get over it. And he has the lightsabers buried out in the sand. I don't think his goal is to train him in the ways of the Force. I think it's just to train him to control his emotions. I could see and that. And keep it suppressed. I could go with that. Also, like, shout out to, like, uh, the actor that plays Owen. Like, for somebody that was just, like, a end-of-scene character or, like, a, a bit piece for, like, what, episode two and, like, the very end of episode three, bringing him back here, he's done a great job. Those burns are, like, mmm. <laughs> Like, you always get worried about people that play, like, the small parts and bringing them back for, a, like, expanded role. But, like, he's he's killing it. It's, it's like he didn't even take a, like, walk off the set, set. It literally just looks like, oh, yeah, no, I've been here this whole time waiting for you guys to come back to finish filming. Like, yeah. like if you go back and watch the end of episode three and look at the actor and look at him at the first episode of that, you're like, yeah, that's that's. Well, like Hayden Christian in this last yeah. episode, you actually get to see a, a flashback scene and they filmed a new scene with Hayden Christian. Hayden Christian does not look like a Padawan in that scene. Yeah. He looks like a middle-aged man with a rat's tail. 
Like, that's what it looks like. And, and it's unfortunate, but it's a great scene for expanding yeah. the concept for the episode. They're, they're the only problem is they would, more work. Yeah, they should have done the de-aging because the, frank, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is he was the age of a Padawan back then, and now he is the age of a middle-aged man. Yeah. Now, they ha- if they use the AI and actually de-aged him, which they can do, and I don't know why they didn't, because... Frankly, they can do really well. I mean, in fact, in fact, several amateurs went back and de-aged and did a phenomenal job. It's like it's not that much more effort. They could have done better with that. And, and, and but the, I mean, that aside, the guy himself, Hayden Christensen, is doing a yeah, good job. I think. And, and I want to. I want to clarify. This is not a beef against him. I'm glad he is back and Me doing too. this. Oh yeah. 100%. Like I, I am. I am like, like the the guys that did the editing gave him the lines in episodes like two and three did him dirty. I like him in that role, and I like the character, and I'm glad he is back. Yeah, he got a lot of hate. So I'm one of the few people that I enjoyed this prequel trilogy. I actually, I, I genuinely enjoyed it. Now, granted, there was some campy stuff, but it's Star Wars. It's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not watching Star Wars for a a great like plot holeless story with fantastic acting. I mean, come on. Let's let's be a hundred percent here. Mark Hamill, um oh, yeah. Con- uh, friggin' my, my first- everybody else in there, they weren't exactly great actors. And anybody that looks at the original trilogy and goes, Oh yeah, no, it was a masterpiece of cinema. You watched it when you were young, you're looking at it through nostalgia glasses. I watched it for the first time as an adult, and holy shit, it is campy and it is dated. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. I have watched them as part of the series but, like, legitimately, I watched them the, the one time each, maybe a second time through at some point. I'll go back and rewatch the Clone Wars animated series. I'll go back and watch the prequels again. But, man, that original chili, it's it's campy and, oh, it's so dated. So it dated. It is. But the one thing I that I really up- enjoyed out of, the new, out of this Obi-Wan series is that you see a move that Vader used on Luke Skywalker in... Uh, in Empire Strikes Back, but you get to see it in a flashback scene where he uses it against Obi Wan, and it's it was it was a little nod, and it was really like if you didn't pay attention, you'd almost miss it because it was so quick. But I like that they brought that move, like they brought that whole thing full circle. Like this is something that he's done before, and he's using it again. So what I'm hearing is you need to catch up. Yeah, I do. You need to catch up. Like, what are you doing right now? Why aren't you watching Obi-Wan? Yeah, seriously. No excuses. I literally could not watch episodes three and four until I left Guam. Also, the download speeds at, like, the Narita Tokyo airport are absurd for free Wi-Fi. Like, it downloaded those two episodes in, like, five minutes flat. Nice. Honestly, like, now, I grew up in the nostalgia glasses, right? I mean, I grew up loving Star Wars, watching the original trilogy with, with, with my dad. And, um, honestly, I mean, if you take a look, it was a great, it was fun, but the thing was, is, is the script had to be rewritten several times. The script wasn't the best, the acting, some actors are, were experienced and good, like, you know, of course, you know, Harrison Ford and Han Solo, but a lot of them were new and not really experienced. The acting wasn't the best. It was campy. And even, even, uh, the original Obi-Wan, uh, Alec Guinness, you know, said he, it's going to be successful. It's, it's a really good story, but... It was rough around the edges. Even he admitted it was kind of, you know, it's had its flaws. And, and, and it just it just kind of got immortalized and be turned into a legend. It's turned into bigger than it really is. And that's the problem. Everybody has such high expectations. It was like, great because we enjoyed it, but it really wasn't that good. 
like Lucas uh, Lucas has been known for being able to create a world but terrible at telling a story within it. Okay. Let's just be hundred percent honest here, okay? All they have to do to keep any of us interested in Star Wars. Wizards, space wizards with laser swords. Just show me more of those. I just want to see space wizards with laser swords. <laughs> I'm good. Like, literally, honestly, all Obi-Wan had to do, all this series had to do was show me space wizards with laser swords. Once Darth Vader showed up and started doing the space wizard shit with his laser sword, like, I'm I'm, I'm 100% in. I'm like, yeah, I'm all in. What do you want me to do? Also, Disney, Ahsoka versus Vader. I want to see that fight in live action. Yes, I know you already gave it to us in Rebels. Give it to us in live action, please. We need that. We need it. I want Rosario Dawson fighting Hayden. Like I, I I know, I know it was already done once before. Find a way to do it again, please. Flashback. I'll take a flashback. Flashback. I don't. I don't even care if it's like Anakin Skywalker with his Padawan training. I want to see it. I just want to see. I honestly just love Rosario Dawson. She's just. I. I literally would. I would walk and, on coals for yeah. Just, plus, just, to, plus, just to touch her butt. Plus, the character Ahsoka Tano is like that's a that's a how you turn around a character from like fan hated to by the end you're just like, oh shit, that's a great character. And you know what? I I never hated her. It, it, even though like I'm a huge fan of like the old school, I <laughs> the prequels were kind of like half and half for me. There's some things I really didn't like about them, and some things I really loved about them. So it was kind of half. There's some things I didn't like, some things I did like. I really thought that the Jar Jar Banks was a missed opportunity. Yes. Yeah. But I think it was due to the, all the fan hate. But I oh, mean, yeah. it was, at first I was like, I don't like Jar Jar Banks. It was, he's kind of a dope. But then as you watch and he does kind of the force power shit, you're like, there's something odd about him. I, I think originally, just like the fan theory, I think originally Lucas was planning to have him a dark side user. He should have been like one of this kind of a Sith type. It would have been perfect to have used him as being kind of like a badass in the background because if you look at some of the things he pulled, when the people did like say uh, some interviews with some of the you know the people that wrote it, cast and everything else, they're like, "This is typically a force power." Yes, yeah, typically force users do this. And Jar Jar did it, yeah, and this was on purpose. Yeah. Okay. I, I still think Jar Jar could have well, pulled off of being like Darth Jar Jar, man. Can I, can I put a warning for the listeners? Uh, so if you're listening to this and you haven't heard the Jar Jar is a Sith Lord like theory, go and read that before continuing because you're going to read it. Then go watch episode one and then tell us that that is not a true statement. So, but however, oh there's also in the comics, there's this thing in the comics that also further really gives that a big bump and canon. In the comics, you know, the, the, you know, the uh, Jar Jar, you know, you know, they're, they're fighting and everything else, and the Jedi is actually dead. But all of a sudden, they see like all these droids get taken out by the blue saber and a Jedi, and they're like, "So and so, oh!" And it's like it turns out it's like not quite. And there's like Jar Jar looking badass. And then when everybody kind of goes, "What?" Suddenly he turns into a dope again. Like he was like like in first it was almost like he was the badass Jedi, and then he uh, turned back into a dope again. So it, it's almost like it's just a fucking bullshit act. Okay, so here's something you gotta like from reading from okay from reading all from reading the books as well as reading the the tabletop RPGs. There's a, a very specific thing. Every person actually taps into the Force. Everybody. It's not just Jedi. Han Solo taps into the Force. Chewbacca taps into the Force. Everybody taps into the Force. It's just 
nobody knows when they're doing it or how they're doing it. They just do. It's kind of it's the luck factor. They just it happens just happenstance and it happens. So with but Jar- it's happened with Jar Jar off pretty often. It's I, pretty often. I, I agree. But the thing is, but what like in the comics though, when he turns into badass Jar Jar, that's not just like he tapped in and did something cool. He's actually got like a different persona, and then he realizes everybody's watching. It's like oh shit, it really had that kind of vibe. So I'm not sure that that was canon. I think it is, um, unless Disney uncanned. I, I can't track it I, anymore. I don't they keep actually, canonized and uncanonized. I don't. Fucking I, know don't I don't. I know which one you're talking about. I don't think that's canon. Um, but also, there's another thing. Back when episode, I think two or maybe I think it was after episode two, before episode three, they did an interview with George Lucas about Jar Jar Banks and why he didn't show back up. And the reason he didn't show back up is because originally Jar Jar Banks was supposed to be the Jesus character. He was supposed to be the one that ended up being like the the really good guy and then sacrificing himself at the end. But the utter hate for Jar Jar made them just nix that whole idea completely. I, I think they should have gone in the opposite direction with the sequel trilogy. And instead of having Palpatine at the end, it should have been, it should Jar, have been Jar. Jar Jar. It should have been, it Jar, should have been Jar, Jar. Jar Jar. Disney could have salvaged the the train wreck of like what happened between like seven, eight, and they nine. Just like oh, it was actually Jar Jar this if, entire time. It would have blown did that, minds. If they did that, I literally would have said those la- the sequel trilogy is the best trilogy ever. I hands down would have said that everything that happened in it, I would have been like meh, meh. Meh, you shit on Luke. Meh, you made Ray all of a sudden be able to like take out a fully trained Force user. Meh. Oh my God, Jar Jar's the actual enemy. He's been manipulating yep, everything. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Yep, we're yep. good here. Like, it, like whether or not it was like intended by George Lucas, I still said that was such a missed opportunity. That could have so bad. Oh, yeah. Like I'm, I'm telling you, if they did that for the sequel trilogy, hands down, I would have said it was the best trilogy in the world because I would have looked at that and said they took what the fans said. They said, "Geez, that's a good idea. And We've it, got it, the canon for it. it. Let's do it." It would have made more sense because canonically, Jar Jar's not dead. Nope. Right. And it it would have kept with the Snoke as a clone thing. He could have been like Jar Jar could have been trying to clone Palpatine using whatever DNA was laying around. It kept failing, and then his objective is well, hence why he got Snoke. Yeah, Ray's still genetically related to Palpatine. That doesn't change. That still happened. So all of this could have been just trying to pull, after all the failed clone attempts of Snoke, trying to pull Ray into the dark side mm-hmm. as his appropriate apprentice. Now, the one thing I want to say in the sequel trilogy, Dark Ray was pretty cool. And like, like that two seconds you saw her was pretty cool. So, so we can, we can, we can shit on the sequel trilogy a lot, but uh, to the people that did like the cinematic work, like, okay, I know everybody goes like the, the destroying of um, the Snoke's capital ship by ramming it with a hyperspace hit. I know, like, candidly, that breaks a lot of things, but the, the cinematic for that was still one it of was the pretty be- cool look. That was one of the best looking things I've ever seen on a movie screen. Yeah, just that was pretty cool look. The, the, the slowed, like, the stop sequence and just the, the beams of light going through that ship was just the people that actually made the movie look good did a great job. You know, although I still like my boss's, um, how he defines like a good movie versus a bad movie, I still like his way of critiquing movies. He's like, yes. were you entertained? 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's his only criteria. It's like, were you entertained? Yes well, or no? Well, that's, you can shit on it all you want, but were you entertained? That That's the thing. Like, I always go to a movie, whether I say it's a good or bad movie, I always go to a movie the first time I watch it. And that's why I always watch movies multiple times. I go in and I first time I watch it, I go in to enjoy it. My mindset is I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going in to enjoy this. That's why it pisses me off so much when people start shitting on shit on uh, well, a video game, a movie, uh, a, a series or whatever. It's like, well, I haven't had a chance to watch it. So, like, okay, glad you hated it. But, like, don't make me hate it before I even get a chance to watch it. I mean, I take That's opinions. Like, like take... You know, like take like the like the comic book movies, like the X Men. Every you know, you get all these movies, and people like you know they're expecting like comic book, and they shit on it. Yeah, I just throw all that out the window. Like I don't have any expectations. I mean, like you know, the characters. It's like just throw all that history out. It, this is like a separate. Treat it like a separate universe. It's <laughs> like just yeah. That's exactly and then what is I it told just, my Is brother. it a fun? Is it a fun freaking movie? That's exactly it's like just what throw I told that my out the window. When back when the original Tobey Maguire Spider Man came out, he watched the first Spider Man and he didn't like it. Like he he was crazy. Like it did. It didn't do this. It didn't do that. It didn't do this. And I said, "Bro, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. Like I enjoyed it for what it was." But I looked at. It and I said, "Bro, you got to you got to think about this." I was like, "You got to think of it this way. This is a completely separate universe. This isn't the comic book. This is a completely. This is an alternate dimension. They're retelling Spider Man in that other dimension. This is what happened in that dimension. If you if you keep your head wrapped around that." And keep that keep your head wrapped around that for every comic book movie that comes out. Like, okay, I loved Blade. The original Blade, I loved that movie. It was enjoyable. That movie was nothing like the comics. It's it's ironic. The description that you just gave about the Spider-Man existed in its own universe, that's uh-huh. literally the plot for No Way Home. <laughs> it is. It's exactly the plot for No Way Home. But even so, take a look at Marvel and DC both today. They have so many universes and timelines and all that. It's such a mess, anyways. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's it's like just it just enjoy it. See if the movie's good. I mean, if it's bad, it's bad. But I mean, it just enjoy it for something separate. Yeah. Um. It, it, because a lot of times it's like, say if they did follow the comics, perfect, right? One, some of that stuff. How do you do? I mean, now with computer graphics, it's- we can do a lot more that we couldn't before. <laughs> But it's like, but even so, you'd be bored if it's the same storyline. You know exactly what's coming every fucking step. But even if, if even, even that, it's still some of those stories are super dated. Like it just would not translate to the screen. People would look at it and go, "Why is this person jumping into a phone booth to change their clothes? What the hell's a yeah. phone booth?" Not only is it dated, I mean, a lot of people, you know, the culture has changed. A lot of people's more, you know, the morals and the, you know, a lot of things have changed, and a lot of things just won't translate as much. But it'll still work in Japan. They have payphones there still. <laughs> we have payphones here. There are a lot of pay- like I was only in that terminal, but I saw at least twenty payphones. You know, it's that's a- exactly why. That's what you know. That's what I blame for the complete rise in crime lately. The lack of payphones. Yeah, we, we don't have enough payphones, so Superman has no place to fucking change. Yeah, even though he can right. literally it's, it's, just It's our fault. Home. It's our fault for this. And, and look, have you seen a police box? How the hell is Doctor Who supposed to camouflage? Like, there hasn't been a police box in years. We've took all the little, like, you know, hidey holes of all of our heroes yeah. and got rid of them, so you no shit. Yeah, they're like, I can't help you now. You're going to see where I come from. But yeah, so like, uh, but the alternate universe thing, that's always been, uh, that that's exactly the same thing that I told so Chris, well, you met him. Too. Well, you, you met him. Before. Actually, have you ever met my brother before? Okay, how many brothers do you have? Two. Okay, I went drinking with one all day. I assume that's not the one we're talking about. No, well, no, that's what I'm talking. You met, you've met him before, right? Yeah, but before today, I think so. I Isn't so. he the one that went to Texas Day Brazil? Yes. Yeah, I took pictures. 
Yes. Okay. So yeah, you definitely have met I, him. I, yeah, I met him before. Him. He was like, "Oh, I never met you." I'm like, "I thought you." Had. Uh, I, I was like, "I'm pretty sure I met you." I think I have photos of you on my phone. Not to sound creepy, but I take photos of a lot of things. Yeah, you do. Eh, well, Texas to Brazil is a good place. We gotta get back there someday. Uh, yeah, we gotta get back there someday. Although I do need a little bit of time because last time we went there, I ended up sad afterwards for other reasons. Moving past that. Moving past that. Yeah, moving past that. But uh, yeah, so okay. Last thing I wanted to talk about before we uh, before we kick off tonight. Oh, you wanted to talk about things? Well, actually, there's one thing that I want to talk about. Yeah, there's actually something I want Wait, to talk about. W- was Obi Wan on the list, or was that just me butting? No, me? no, that was that was that's just a tangent that we just flew. Oh, okay, my bad. No, I mean that's okay. Get out, get out of the fucking podcast. Yeah, that's uh, get out of the fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's how it normally is. Oh yeah. No, but the one thing I actually did want to talk about tonight was Bethesda finally released some gameplay footage on Starfield. Okay, well, it's not Elder Scrolls Six, so shadow out. Oh, <laughs> so really? So no, I, I I saw I saw a little bit of it, and but the thing is, I haven't been following Starfield, okay. so. I, you know, go ahead and use this as an opportunity to explain to viewers that may not have been following Starfield either, because all I know is there's a bunch of space-related games that have been on the burners for a couple of years now. Okay. Have you been tracking Starfield at all, Dave? A little bit briefly. I've been kind of distracted by, um, you know, Legend of Heroes games, you know, sequels that are coming out. I've been kind of distracted about the RPGs. All right. So, Starfield is, it's... The best way to describe it is um, when it was first hinted at, I think, God, two, three years ago. I think it was like 2019 that they they released something. They had a Starfield um, kind of like showcase of like, hey, Starfield's coming out. And then they had Elder Scrolls Six, like just a flash up on the screen. That was oh, it. was that the same announcer they did like the Elder Scrolls Swords mobile game? Yes. That's probably why I wasn't paying attention. I was just pissed off at that point. Yeah. And Elder Scrolls Swords is okay. It's not great, but it's okay. Mm. Anyway, so Starfield was a new IP that was that's being released by Bethesda. Um, Todd Howard's given a whole bunch of stuff on it now, but basically, what you got before was just kind of like, "Hey, we're given Starfield," and it's the 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 pitch that at least I got was it was Skyrim in space. What I've seen of it now, the game plan, whatnot, is uh, and it's really funny because everybody knows if you listen to the show, you know I'm a No Man's Sky fan. Like, I'm, I'm a huge No Man's Sky fan. So one of the things that I that a lot of people have been complaining about in the circles that I've been in is that this is going to take the place, place of No Man's Sky. Um, yeah, with the whole saga with No Man's Sky, um, just kind of a side note and a shout out. Do you ever watch Internet Historian? Negative. Ah, watch, uh, my boss turned me onto that. Watch Internet Historian for the No Man's Sky. They do a full kind of history of how that got out of control, what happened, and how they made the comeback to now the fact that it's a freaking great game, and, and how much they kind of deserve some respect for, like, how they turned it around, no extra additional cost of the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the fans, mm. the customers. It, they do a really good job. I think you should check that out. That, that, that'll give you a whole background of what happened with No Man's Sky. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I know you know it, but I mean, for the general per- yeah, yeah, person, yeah, yeah. I, I feel that I've got a good grasp on it, but I'm going to check it out anyways to see, you know, to to see what other what other pieces of information I could possibly get, or if you agree or disagree with anything yeah, with him. Yeah. But I think he did a really good job overall. Yeah, and, and, and Internet Historian has done some other cool stuff. Other, I just wanted to give a shout out to that and, and point that out because it's it was cool. I watched it like literally a, like last week. Well, Starfield, as I said, was supposed to be like the the idea that I got was uh, Skyrim in space, and everybody loves Skyrim. So, I mean, Skyrim. I think they ported Skyrim to my uh, microwave uh, clock dial. So, 
I mean, it's everywhere. That's impressive. You have an old microwave. I know, I know. And you can still play Skyrim on it. Uh, it actually, Skyrim has become the the classic of, like, it's replaced Minecraft. Like, can you play Skyrim oh, on it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can play it on my Steam Deck. I can play both the classic and the legendary. Edition. Yeah, which yeah. is awesome. But Starfield is, uh, and there's been a lot of things of it's replacing No Man's Sky. So it's, it looks pretty interesting. It looks like the, the, the one thing that No Man's Sky had that I didn't see in Starfield that I don't believe is there is that break Atmo, like when you're flying in on a planet. That whole, like, breaking Atmo and then flying around and being able to land anywhere. It doesn't look like you get that in Starfield. It And it looks like there's only... I say only. I've been playing No Man's Sky for years now, and I don't think I've visited a thousand planets myself. But there only seems to be about a thousand planets in Starfield, which is more than probably any one of us is going to get to ever. Like... Well, yeah, none of us are that much of a completionist, but there are people out there that are completionists. There are people that will get there, but nobody – I'll bet money nobody listening to this podcast is going to get there. Because, like, I've I've, I've 100%ed Skyrim. Yeah. As, as much as you can, like, obviously the the random events. Yeah, the maybe, achievement stuff. But, like, I, I've achieved all the achievements on both the original and the legendary, and I've completed all missions that are available. Yeah. So, Starfield, it looks, to me – the flying around looks kind of no man's skyish in your in your in your ship, but the 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 battle system it looks more closer to Fallout than it does Skyrim, and I'm a little hesitant because I don't know I don't know if that Fallout fighting system is going to translate well to a really much more fast paced star. You know, like space battle. Well, well, I hope for the sake of everybody that wants Elder Scrolls Six that Starfield does come out and be a good game, because otherwise Microsoft is not going to be happy with their purchase. Well, it's, Starfield's going to sell. Now, how well it sells, I don't know, but it's going to sell. It's going to make money. Yeah, because I, I, I hope it, it's released and it's not cyberpunk broken, but at, at least original Skyrim release playable. Yeah, every, everybody knows exactly how yeah. Bethesda works. I mean, if you don't, then you've been living under a rock. They release a game that's a buggy mess. Not cyberpunk buggy mess, but it's a buggy mess. But, but if they release a cyberpunk buggy mess, or it's like just so unlike Microsoft is going to tell them you're holding off on the Elder Scrolls Six development, you're fixing this. Yeah, I can At see a bare minimum. Well, hey, hey you, you can look on the bright side of life, right? A, lo- a lot of gaming companies, right? you got to be in this exclusive club or be the first few or... You know, have some sort of credentials to do alpha and beta testing. Hey, Bethesda makes it open to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're just like, hey, we're going to release this game in alpha. You just test it for us. Now, so Starfield looks interesting. I don't think it's going to be I, – I honestly think it's going to be a No Man's Sky killer, but not for the reasons that the community is really bouncing about. I think it's going to be a No Man's Sky killer because Bethesda is really good about fleshing. Like, I'm okay with getting a 1,000 planets if they are really well fleshed out. If I get a thousand planets where literally I get a mission to go to this planet and that's the only thing I do on that planet and then I can just kind of roam around and just look. Oh, and then get attacked by a bear because that's going to happen. Yeah, I'm going to get attacked by a bear or a wildebeest or like some weird a thing. Space bear. A space yeah, bear. Space yeah, bear. space bear. It looks cool. I was really hoping, what was that one called? Outer Worlds, I think. Was that the name of it? Yeah, so was, so th- that's why I was just like, I don't know much about this, because it's, this is... I love space. 
I absolutely love space, but between Dead Space, Outer Worlds, um, Elite Dangerous, and now this from Bethesda, I was just like, okay, I kind of feel like we're getting a little bit saturated on that. Well, it's like zombies. Like zombies, yeah. we got really oversaturated with zombies, and I'm I'm glad that there's still companies out there making some zombie games, but that everybody isn't jumped on that bandwagon and they're all making them like they were. But I agree. Like, there's maybe th- it's time for some mummy games. Honestly, I really want to see them dig hardcore into the world of darkness. I want to see them go like the vampire, werewolf, mummy, wraith, hunter. Like, I want to yeah. see that in a fully fleshed out game and really like get some good writers and make that happen. Because, I I mean, we had some great campaigns in that world. And I really think that those could be fleshed out and turned into video games that people enjoy. And they got some great, for what they give you for that, you know, of course, obviously, you create the story yourself because it's an RPG. But for the history and the storyline that it does have in the actual White Wolf campaigns that we have, it's freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of lore. There's a lot for creative. There's a lot of lore to go on, a lot of backstory. And that's just for a base. I mean, you could take it any which way direction, and you got a lot of freedom because you know, very open ended. So it's like it's so much opportunity. Yeah, yeah. That leaves a lot. Of, leaves a lot there. All right. Well, on that note, D, where can people find you, at, man? Well, people can find me on my. Uh, I got a YouTube channel, Microbrew Gamers with the Zine Seven S. I'm looking to actually start doing uh, some more videos eventually. Uh, of course, I got my website. I do. Uh, Plenty of uh, uh, reviews, I you know, tech and game reviews. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much just about anywhere. I got my own Discord. Of course, I'm mostly on the uh, GNA uh, Discord. Um, so, yeah. Very cool. But you, Shadow Fox? Other uh, than swiping through Tinder, where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, MorganBSPhoto, I think. I don't know. I think that's right. That sounds right. If you see, like, some pictures of some tropical locations, you're in the right place. That was me. Nice. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter. Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Ustream, Tinder, um, Discord. Pretty much everywhere on Discord. Uh, If I'm not someplace, let me know. I'll jump over there. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on Podcast Addict, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, iTunes, Google Play Podcast, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and pretty much everywhere else. If we're not someplace, let us know. We will upload there. Um, we're partnered with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service with a twist. You buy... A bundle of games and you donate to charity simultaneously so it's really cool go check them out and when you do check them out put question mark partner equals gna podcast at the end of that link that'll let them know that we sent you uh put that slider all the way down to zero though because we don't want your money we just want to let them we just want to know that we sent you there so it just gives us a little ticker saying that we made so much for charity uh, we have a Teespring store now, GNA Gutter Shots. Just Google GNA Gutter Shots. We got a bunch of stuff up there. I'm actually going to be revamping the store here in a little bit and reorganizing some stuff. Uh, I've got, uh, I think, the Brit Shark line that I got to throw up there, as well as the Destructo Bot line and the Lex line that I got to throw up there. So it's going to be some fun stuff. Be throwing that out. Uh, we've also, I've also been jumping on Twitch every now and then and streaming whatever game I'm playing. Uh, up on the GNA podcast, so just search GNA podcast on Twitch and you'll find us there. Um, 
We've got a website, www.gnapodcast.com. Go check us out there. It's always a good time. And if that link doesn't work, whatiscecildrinking.com still forwards to it. I'm not suspending that domain. It's 12 bucks every year. I'm keeping it. Ironically, that's still there as well. <laughs> well, D. And remember, remember, don't challenge uh, Cecil to a fight. He always has the high ground. Yep, yep. Obi-Wan taught me well. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me tonight. Had a blast. I actually sobered up. Same here. It's actually funny. This is the second time I've drank a Guinness to sober up. Seriously, he got really, really drunk. Like, I've seen him drunk. I haven't seen him throwing up drunk in a while. Long time. And not a while. But I've seen him throwing up drunk. Oh, yeah. That, that was my fault. I agreed to DD all day. Good job. All right, man. Have a good night. You too.